Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The nominations are closed for next month's general election. 102 uh, candidates will fight it out for the 18 seats. 102 candidates putting their names forward. And there are, of course, those 18 seats to be won. Uh, 10 of them currently held by the DUP, seven by uh, Sinn Féin and one by the outgoing Lady Sylvia Herman. Uh, The DUP and Sinn Féin, they both face a significant slide in support on the countdown to the next election. The Lucid Talk NI Tracker poll has found that Northern Ireland's two biggest parties are likely to receive 52% of the vote. Now that's significant, but they previously were receiving almost 66%. And it's, it's, um, it's a significant drop. Let's, let's speak to the people who keep their eye on these things. First of all, the man doing the poll who'll explain it to us, and then uh, Alex Kane who'll uh, no doubt poured his wisdom over it. Uh, Bill White from Lucid Talk. Bill, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Bill, this doesn't read very well for the DUP and Sinn Féin. A 15% combined fall in support for them it seems quite dramatic, but we could look at it another way. They're still likely to get 52% of the vote. Well, yes, that's true. I mean, this was a Northern Ireland-wide poll, uh, Frank, and just to put it in context, it was carried out about uh, 10 days, two weeks ago, when not all the deals and the packs and the people withdrawing uh, were known uh, to the people that we were polling and known to ourselves, that the poll was carried out before Sylvia Herman withdrew in North Down, before Sinn Féin withdrew in South Belfast. So you must, you know, you have to, it's not that I'm criticising the old poll, but you have to, uh, or own polling, you have to put it in that context. It is very difficult for pollsters to get a view uh, of a Westminster election in Northern Ireland because of all the things that you've been discussing and we've seen over the last few weeks, uh, the packs and the deals and all the you know, the UUP withdrawing in North Belfast, as we know that, and, uh, you know, and Steve Aiken was uh, asked several times about that. So, but taking it in the context, yes, the DUP are certainly down, Sinn Féin are down. Um, again, you've got to take into account that the DUP are down, but of course they're not running in from Anna South Tyrone. So the DUP supporters in from Anna South Tyrone, for example, would be counted in with the Ulster Unionist vote. Sinn Féin again, South Belfast, about seven or 8,000 votes. You know, some of them may go to the SDLP, but they won't be recorded for Sinn Féin. Why? Because Sinn Féin aren't running in that constituency. So, taking into account, yes, DUP uh, and Sinn Féin are down a little bit. Alliance are significantly up. 
although it has to be taken into account there down in what they scored in the uh, European election because they scored 18 to 19 percent in the European election. So, uh, but it gives you a broad view of the pattern, uh, the patterns across the the province. And in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be doing an 18 seat individual uh, seat poll, which will, um, uh, which obviously will give us a better feel for things. How much attention do the parties pay to your poll? Your poll would be the most recognised in Northern Ireland. Uh, well, it's a, maybe that's the question supposed to ask them, but um, uh, I, I think they'd like to pretend that they, well, we don't take it into account and that type of thing, but I think they do study it a lot more carefully, particularly the background information in terms of age group that we provide, gender, where they're getting their votes from, the type of middle class or working class vote. That's all the valuable stuff that polling provides that elections can't provide, Frank. So it's all that background stuff. Obviously, we're talking this morning about the headline results. And of course, the key rule about polling is, Frank, when the polls are going for you and they're favourable to you as an individual or a political party, oh, they're great, those polls are fine and you'll quote them. And when they're going against you, then they'll go on the, the media and say, oh, these polls, I don't take account of them, etc., uh, etc. Et so when they're going for you, it's great. When they're going against you, they tend to criticise them. That tends to be the rule with uh, politicians and others <laughs> as well. Yeah, the biggest winner in that particular poll of two weeks ago, the Alliance Party, looks like as if they're going by... Their, per, their percentage vote share, they're going to double that to, to 16%. But if they did that, does that, does that, that doesn't automatically mean that they'd even get a seat. Well, that's a grain, as, as I'm sure Alex Hayne will uh, comment as well, and other commentators. That's the first pass the post system for you. You can have uh, fairly sizable votes, uh, and then this applies across the water as well. But if they're in the wrong place or don't apply in the seats that you're after, then you can end up with uh, a much lower seat number, actually, a number, you know, a lower number of winners. Um, you know, we saw this in the 2015 election when UKIP got, it. UKIP got about 4.5 million votes in the UK and got one seat. Uh, the Scottish National party get half a million to a million votes and they get 56 seats in that election. So I'm not applies in Northern Ireland as well. The Lions party are running in every constituency so obviously they're going to maximise their vote. Uh, they're going to be helped because the Green Party have withdrawn in certain seats and that tends to be more a, an Alliance type vote that you would think uh, a chunk of that Green Party vote would go to Alliance in those constituencies. So yes um, you have to think, you did say yes it has doubled um, the Alliance score in that poll from the last uh, Westminster election and other elections. It is down, though, 3 or 4%, as I said, of what they scored in the Euro election. So, um, one other thing, Frank, I take it in account, we, I did say about the valuable information that polls record. We actually do record as well likelihood to vote. Um, and the, um, I suppose the comfort for the DUP and Sinn Féin is they have a very solid vote. That score, vote score they got in that poll 28% for DUP, I think 25, 24% for Sinn Féin. It's very solid. The people who said they're going to vote Sinn Féin and DUP, 95% of them say they're 100% certain to vote. The alliance vote is, yes, has 50 to 60% of that vote saying they're certain to go to vote, but there's a soft element to the alliance vote. They're saying, yes, voting alliance, I may change my mind, number one, or I may not vote. I'm not 100% certain of voting. Similar things apply to the Ulster Unionist Party. They have a much lower vote score, but the worrying thing for them is it's much softer. Uh, they have a much less likelihood to vote. So you're getting people who are saying, I'm voting UUP, but uh, the Ulster Unionist Party, but are you going, definitely going to vote? Well, I'll see what it's like. I may change my mind, but, you know, the weather and the day, I may not vote. It's a less committed vote. So that, uh, you know, the Sinn Féin, the DUP can take comfort in. They've got a very, very hardcore of fairly sizable 
people who say they're going to vote for them and they're pretty certain they're going to go out to vote on the day. And one final point to you, Bill. Is there a, a possibility that with your next poll that people will have been influenced by the party election broadcasts or do most people switch off party election broadcasts? Uh, yeah, I, I, people are influenced more and more about with the campaign, Frank. It used to be, if you'd asked me that question 5, 10, 15 years ago, I would have said, no, they're less influenced about that. They're more committed. They're more in their trenches. They're definitely going to go out to vote for the party that they've been loyal to over a number of years. Nowadays, the campaign... This- Not sure where Bill has gone at this point in time, but he was going to tell us that nowadays the campaigns are, I think, more slick and they've got a variety of platforms from which they broadcast on, including, of course, those party election broadcasts at the end of the news. You're away, Bill. I think you are. His line is down. But Alex Keynes is in fine form, and he's on this I, one. I cut his line off, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just got tired of listening to him. Let's cut him off. So. <laughs> as, as, as a good system, actually. I'd... I'd <laughs> <laughs> but not not for Bill. I can understand you doing it for Malachi O'Doherty or somebody like that. <laughs> no, Bill, and, Bill and I go back to university days. We've known each other 40 odd years, Frank. So I jest if Malachi's listening. So what do you what do you what do you make of, of first of all these polls and even the idea of party election broadcasts and uh, slick systems on social media that Bill was about to uh, allude to? Uh, are, are people in this country still voting the way their granny voted? Well, I, I, I think they probably will, Frank. On, on the point about the party broadcast, I think in viewing terms, a lot of people probably don't w- watch them because they tend to come on either quite late at night or tea time and they're doing other things. But what does happen now with party election broadcasts, they circulate on the, on social media. I mean, I didn't actually get a chance to see the, the DUP's broadcast. I think it was on Monday or Tuesday there. Uh, but the number of people were on, on across social media platforms discussing it is an indication that even if people aren't physically sitting down watching it at the particular time, you know, it becomes a talking shop point. So that's why they still use them. It, it's part. It, it's a part of getting your message out. And you do hope, you, all parties hope, that you know something will be said or somebody will pick up a point and that generates another argument which might help them somewhere mm. along the line. But let, let me interject there for point. one moment. Let me interject for one moment in relation to who might be seeing it. These party election broadcasts are actually shoehorned in now just after the weather forecast on UTV, which has a bumper, a bumper audience, maybe <laughs> 44% of the entire audience. That's 44 people in every 100 watching TV is watching at that point. My, my slight concern is, however, when I finish the weather and Paul and Rose say goodbye, that everybody switches over because a party election broadcast is coming on. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of here. <laughs> Well, actually, Frank, you, you, you may be doing yourself a disservice there because what, when I said about the, there are the tea time things, we've got people who might be already on the move, sitting at the tables, feeding the kids, getting things organised. But yes, people are sitting comfortably watching the end of the news, watching the forecast. There's a fair chance those people will, oh, it's an election. There's a fair chance those people will stay. Whether they stay for the whole broadcast, we don't know. But yes, when you say they're shoehorned in, that, that is the whole aim of putting them around there because there's still this view that there's a, you know, a, a huge captive news audience around those times. But I'd say from the party's point of view, they like the argument that they like to see how the social media and Facebook and all um, 
react to the, the election broadcast because it does give them a chance to, to, to know what seems to be resonating with, with people, resonating with their own voters, resonating with their opponents. And if somebody says, oh, complete nonsense, those facts are wrong, or that, those statistics are wrong, gives the party wonks, you know, in, in the back rooms a chance to go, right, people are, let, let's hold in on that. And sometimes a party election broadcast that you will see this week, the parties get the big parties get a chance to make an entirely new one, they, you know. So they're actually able to address some of the concerns they pick up for the last big bumper few days before the election broadcast. So yes, in that sense, they can they can still make a difference, Frank. But there's as your point about the um, how people are still voting. You know, Bill's right. It clearly has been a a fall off of you know from sixty odd percent, sixty seven percent down to fifty two percent. But the thing is when you still add up when you add up the, the SLP, UUP, DUP and Sinn Fein, they're still accounting for almost eighty percent of the vote between them, Frank. So basically eighty percent of people who could be bothered to go out and vote will still vote for parties which are clearly nationalist or clearly unionist. And that is just a little sign little sign that perhaps we haven't moved, because in the first assembly election in 1998, I think it was about 83-84% fell into that category. So it hasn't really shifted all that much over the past 20 odd years. Do you get a sense that the polls will be closely adhered to? They'll, they'll, be, they'll be listening to what Lucid Talks contributors have to say? Oh, absolutely. Listen, I, I know this. I used to be a director of comms and worked full time for a political party. And for all the fact, you know, Bill made the point, you know, if, you, if the polls aren't for you, um, you dismiss them. If they are for you, you tend to play it down a little bit because you don't want people to think, oh, so they're going to win seats and we don't, we don't need to vote for them. And that's why it's important when Bill says that the Sinn Féin DUP vote tends to be a solid vote. Those people will come out, you know, whatever the weather's like, whatever the conditions are like, they will come out and vote. It matters that much. But some of the smaller parties can be a little flaky. And he talked about Alliance, for example. And I, I, I'm just making the point, Alliance voters may be tempted, even though they're, 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 they're certainly up on what they were in 2017. Some Alliance voters in places like South Belfast, Southampton, North Down, if it is about getting the best, the most likely remain candidate elected. It's a possibility, not that Alliance voters will desert them forever, but that they might just suddenly decide to shift at the last minute and think, look, it's more important to get a Remain MP than to get a, a Leave MP. And those voters, so the Alliance vote might just go down, the UUP might just go down, the SDLP might not do as well as these figures would suggest. And that's what Bill's right. That Flaky is the wrong description for them, I suppose. That sounds insulting. I just mean voters for those three parties tend to be more willing to when they're in the polling booth, when their pencil's hovering over the ballot paper, they tend to be more willing to go, right, OK, just on this occasion, just to be sure, because I don't think we can win, I'm going to vote for that party. So you can see some elements of that, I think, in play. And this year, one final point, this year, the, the weather is going to be a critical issue, isn't it? We're having some of the finest weather at this moment in November. Come the 12th of December, it could be a lovely day. It's going to be a short day. It's going to be dark very early. All, all of that has to be considered. But it could be miserable and wet or even snowy and, and icy. That, that will contribute to the, the final outcome, won't it? I, I, I think it will, particularly in the perhaps the the uh, 
again, I, well, I'm, I'm nearly pensionated myself, so I can say this. For the older people who, who don't like snow and ice and things, might put them off. It also can be a bit of a, for young parents, you know, who've got kids two, three, four, five years old coming home from the, the work to go and vote, having to wrap them up, get them organised and so on. Okay. But my own instinct, Frank, and I, I could be wrong, but I've, just, I've, I've gone with this before, so I'm going to still stick with it. I still think this is going to be a very high turnout because I cannot remember, I think I you a few weeks ago, maybe just before this was called, I cannot remember an election like this in my lifetime. I think it's just going to be one of those elections when people will actually go, no, I'm going to vote. People who really want leave, who are committed to it, I think will go, no, I'm going to make sure we hold our seats. Or people who want leave or particularly want an outcome which might lead to a second referendum. They don't want to be, in, you know, a few days later looking at and going, oh, my God, I it would have made a difference. So I, think I just have this sneaky little feeling. Bill might talk to you about it. I think they've done some polling on likely turnout. I just have this sneaky feeling, Frank, that more people than we expect on this occasion will go out. Because on this occasion, it actually, the result, if Boris Johnson wins with a comfortable majority, the deal is done. If there's a hung parliament, there's still a possibility of of Remain being able to get a second referendum or something or something. So I think both sides have an incentive now they haven't had for years to come out and vote, and I think they will. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I think there, it's the most interesting general election in, in my lifetime uh, as well. And I get a sense that on the Thursday night into the Friday, um, am I pick, have I got the right day of the week? Have I got the right day of the week? It's, it's, it's on the Thursday. And the other yeah, thing because there was that much confusion about the, the, whether what day it was going to be, but it is on the Thursday, isn't it? Uh, into the it in, into the Friday, they, there'll be a, ma- a massive audience for overnight television watching it. Oh, I, I think there will be, because I say it, it, it is one of those elections that will make a difference. And the other thing, and this is just anecdotal, but it's because I've been in this game for years and people know me, people stop. I cannot remember a time when so many people, I've talked to a couple of other journalists and commentators who said they get the same thing. The number of people just stopping it randomly in supermarket shops, folk are just saying, how do you think it's going to go? Do you think they'll do, can this be done? And I, I haven't, I, I haven't experienced that for years, Frank, is people sort of are genuinely engaging. They're engaging in, in, in pubs. I remember a land there, a pub that I go to read and one of the guys said to me, God, are you here around this place? Is politics, Alex? Even people who do never talk politics are talking politics. And I just think that that's again a sign, Frank, that this, this issue, this particular issue of not simply the future of the United Kingdom in or out of the European Union, but the future of Northern Ireland, depending on what the rest of the United Kingdom does, I think it's engaged people in a way we have not seen for a generation. Yeah, I definitely think people who say, oh, I have no interest in any of this, they are doing themselves a hell of a disservice. But we'll see, what, we'll see what happens between now and, and the big day. Alex, always good to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Frank. Take care. Bye. Uh, Bye. Alex Cain there on U105. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.